Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Time to hit the water. And if you're a surfer, and you know what, I've always wanted to be a surfer, and a friend of mine once said, when you, when you are a surfer, you, you are in the best place in the world when you sit out amongst the, in the ocean with your mates sitting on your board and just waiting for that wave. It's the most tranquil place in the world to be. And maybe Olympic surfer Billy Stearman, who joins us now from MIQ, will agree to me. Is, is that right, Billy? Sitting waiting for that, a wave is the most tranquil place to be? It is. It's very peaceful. Um, at times it can be scary. Um, but yeah, I enjoy every moment in the ocean. You know, it's very fr- refreshing, and uh, you feel alive, and it's your own your own little uh, quiet time, I guess. Do you, do you think it's in some way zen, like a bit spiritual? Because and that's why you love surfing so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you never know what the ocean's going to throw at you, so um, it's always changing, and and all the conditions are always different. You know, and all the oceans feel different, so. Um, yeah, I, I love the ocean and I love the power of it and, and all the emotions it throws at you. So I guess, yeah, that's, that's what keeps me coming back. What was the scary part, dangling your toes in the water waiting for a nibble? <laughs> no, I've just been in Hawaii uh, the last month and um, there's some really big waves over there, very testing conditions. So um, it's good to put yourself amongst that and, um, you know, push your abilities a bit. But, um, yeah, at times it can be very scary. <laughs> that, that was the last event for you on the Challenger Tour, am I right, where you made the quarters? Yes, that's correct. Um, I've been away for uh, almost four months now, and um, that was the last event of my Challenger Series events. Uh, and I came away with the quarterfinals, which I'm stoked with, and, uh, yeah, in my season pretty well. So, OK, so what does that mean now going forward for you? I mean, it was top 40 in the Challenger Series. Uh, is, is that, that's not enough to go to the main game, is it? Because you got, what, top 15, if I'm correct? Yeah, um, so I had to finish basically, yeah, top 12 uh, uh, Challenger Series um, competitors make it to the World Championship Tour. So um, unfortunately, I didn't make that. Um, It's been a crazy year. Uh, This last trip, you know, traveling to America and France and Portugal and and Hawaii to finish my trip off has been um, a pretty crazy trip, um, to say the least. You know, we had to do so many things to travel, but um, I'm stoked with um, the quarterfinals and the top 40, um, but it means I pretty much have to reset for next year and, and do, it all, do it all again to try and make that World Championship Tour. Let's wind the clock back a little bit, right? Because you made your Olympic debut because it was the first time the, the Olympics uh, brought surfing in, but I just want to stop and pause for a moment. I think it's 10 years ago now, a seminal moment in your life. You're 22 and you beat up on Kelly Slater. How did that? Let's hey, take it, mate, take it. How did that? How did that change the way you looked at your sport and you? Um, yeah, I guess it kind of put in perspective that anyone is beatable. Um, 
in, uh, in any conditions. You know, I, I was at Margaret River, I was 21, 22 at the time, and I'd just started my qualifying series events, and um, that was the, obviously the biggest heat I've ever had in my whole career, pretty much. And um, I had nothing to lose, you know, I was the least uh, nervous I've ever been. Um, I was coming up against the world champion and I was just this kind of underdog from New Zealand and no one kind of knew who I was. So um, it was the most calm I've ever been in the heat and I, and I kind of proved to a lot of people that um, anything is possible. Um, and after that, I kind of, yeah, it kind of just molded my career to what it is now, you know, sponsorship and, and my confidence and, and putting my self-belief in my abilities and um, yeah, everything kind of steamrolled. There was a little bit of a hiccup in my career. Uh, with a few things that happens, lots of sponsorship, mum passing away, but then I kind of brought myself back into reality and, and worked for what I wanted and became an Olympian for the first time this year. So I'm very proud of my uh, achievements this year and, and previous years, so uh, hopefully next year is going to be even better. For me, it always looks like a cool and groovy sport. You know, you know you're, the, you're out of surfing and you, you've got magnificent fans that flocked in you in exotic places. But in reality, <laughs> Billy, it's, it's actually really tough if you're not on the main game, right? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, a lot of people, everyone sees the, the good side of um, what we do. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's an amazing sport and an mm. amazing um, career that we have. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of travel. There's a lot of um, time away from home. It's very expensive um, if you don't have sponsorship, um, and it's a lot of training and, and you know dedication and, and sacrifices you have to make to um, actually crack the championship tour. And there's only uh, 34, I think, that can make the world championship tour. So um, yeah, I've been doing the world qualifying series events for a while now, and I still believe I can make the, ch- uh, the championship tour. So. Um, yeah, obviously I'll make some more sacrifices and work hard for my goals and um, hopefully 2022 I'll be able to crack that championship yeah, tour. See, for, for me, not really. Un- I know surfing, but I don't understand the, the nuances of surfing. How does one get better at the game? Um, I think mentally and physically. Um, obviously you've got to adapt to the conditions as well. Uh, you've always got to progress your surfing like a lot of airs these days and, yeah. and big turns and um, you've got to have a whole variety of manoeuvres um, when you're competing um, but I think it's a lot of you know mental strength and, and physical strength these days, you look at Italo Ferreira Gabriel Medina um, they're also self-driven and, and they believe in themselves wholeheartedly and they also train like animals so um, I think Mick Fanning kind of changed the way in that kind of scene um, and kind of you know passed the way for um, a lot of surfers to become a lot healthier athletes um, and I think it's kind of paying off yeah, with the likes of you know, Gabriel Medina, John Florence and, and Italo and people like that so yeah, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. What do you, what do you mean he paved for, for the service to become a lot healthier athletes? What does that suggest? Well the boys on the turps well, before and night before was that, was that the <laughs> traditional thing? Get on, get, on, get on the Coronas and then get out there and, and have a crack and the next day I, I, think, I think previous years like um, before that kind of era of Mick and, and Joel and stuff, like we had Andy and, and stuff like that, you know, you've, you might have seen his documentaries, there was a lot of partying and stuff in between events <laughs> and, um, you know, kind of living life to the fullest. But I think Mick Fanning came along and, and trained so hard and, and kind of won a world title after that. And I think he kind of changed the way people, um, you know, took surfing seriously. Um, and I think it's kind of paid off to the best for sure. Um, I think the the longevity of uh, surfing athlete is longer now for, for that. Um, 
so which, which gives me more heart as well. Well, you're thirty. You're thirty-two, <laughs> but, uh, right? You're you're, yeah. you're you're a married man. Have, yeah. you, have you kids? No, I don't. Do not have kids, but yeah, I've got married. I've got some uh, fur animals. Fur babies, fur babies. Oh, we all, hey, I got fur babies too. You got you to love the fur babies. <laughs> the, uh, surfing, yeah, yeah. surfing at the Olympics. When you talk about moments yeah. in your life that you remember and representing your country in a sport that you love, that one for you. That, yeah, that is by far my biggest achievement. I just you saying that brings back memories of me walking um, at the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Olympic Games. It just gives me goosebumps every time I see that. And then being announced at the beach, um, you know, representing New Zealand on the biggest sta- sporting stage ever um, is a huge achievement for me. Um, obviously, I had a huge goals of, of getting a medal and bringing that home for New Zealand. But, um, yeah, I'm super proud of just being a part of that um, journey and being the, one of the first, you know, um, surfers ever to compete in Olympic Games. What was Chiba like to surf at? <laughs> uh, I've actually been to Chiba a couple of times and, and I've had a couple of really good results there before um, I've had a third place in a World Qualifying Series event but uh, I like the area the, way, the waves are pretty stormy um, but you know it can be really flat so I think like the month before the whole month was flat completely before the event started and then all of a sudden there was a crazy cyclone that came up the coast so we were very fortunate to actually have waves um, so I think everyone was really excited to have just some sort of um, waves in front of us, even though it was pretty stormy and, and tricky conditions. It was um, really exciting to have um, surf. So it was, it was so much fun. I enjoyed every moment of it. It was crazy. <laughs> how, how divorced were you from the rest of the New Zealand team? Because the one thing when I speak to Olympians who are there for the first time, they talk uh, in spades about that team environment that, that New Zealand yeah. are able to encapsulate. Yeah, it was unbelievable, to be honest. Um, I thought, you know, surfing being quite a new sport, you know, would, would uh, kind of be away from everyone because the surfing was quite far away from the village and, and other sports. But um, Team New Zealand honestly welcomed us with open arms and supported us wholeheartedly. Um, and I'm so thankful for the whole NZ team for that and all the other athletes as well. You know, we're all there for each other, no matter what sport you are in, no matter where you are from in New Zealand, you're, you're there as a team, you know, so everyone had each other's backs and, and you could really feel, feel the money over there and, and all the love and support and even from people at home, it was just unbelievable and obviously it was a new sport and it was really exciting around the game, so just to be a part of that and, and to be a part of the New Zealand team was very humbling and, and very exciting as well. So back back home, when do, when do you get out of, when do you get out of jail, MIQ, when's that, not too far away? <laughs> Yeah, so this is the third time I've done it this year, but um, oh, wow. yeah, I, I get out on Friday. I've got a South Isolate for three days, and then I'm allowed out. How is, and you're uh, you're I'm in Regan's, right? You're in Regan. How are you going to self isolate? Looking at the waves, going, <laughs> I want to be out there. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be pretty hard, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll do what I need to do. I've got my like I said, I've got my little animals at home. Wifey won't be there for a few days, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be at home by myself, which will, which will be the main thing. I'll be at my own home. I need you to confirm one thing for me, because I, I always get this wrong, and I know uh, others that live in a ring. Is it, a, is it the best left or right-hand break in the world, considered? It's, it's a, the best left-hand point break. 
Oh, okay, now you took it to another level. The best left-hand point yeah. break. Billy, it is so nice to yeah. talk to you. Thanks thanks for being yeah. such a good sport and, and representing our country with, with an enormous amount of pride. Uh, have an, a really cool Christmas. Get out in the waves, and maybe we'll talk to you ahead, ahead of 2022 and see what this, the, the tour looks like, okay? Yeah, cheers for the call, and thanks heaps for the support. Much love to everyone. Merry Christmas and New Year's to everyone, and... Uh yeah, hopefully we'll catch up soon. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate the time, Billy Stearman, uh, What a, what a cool ca- what a cool dude, right? What a lovely fellow, Raglan. Best left hand point break. I fin- finished ninth in the Olympics, if I'm correct. Which, when you think about the Olympics, right, the Everest of sporting competitions, if if that's how you look at it, ninth in the world. For our 32-year-old, he's a shorty too. I didn't realise how short he was. I sort of the photo of him, and he's, the board's bigger than he is. <laughs> but interesting to know what he said too was the fact that uh, to get better now, you could actually uh, change it up. I mean, a lot more air. You know, they're spinning in the air and doing tricks and things like that. So what a cool guy.